Hello, everybody. How is everybody doing today? Um, you know what? Welcome back to everybody out there. It is so good. It, it's been really great to be able to be here and to talk with you guys um, and have this opportunity to talk about Holy Ghost stories um, and to get to do this one more time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're really excited for this. And we had a really great close to the series. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so it was very, very good. Um, it was a really great Sunday all around, to be quite honest, because um, the youth band led music and yeah. totally rocked out. Always super fun. Yeah, they were. And they, they did such a great job. Um, but also, they just have a lot of fun, you can tell. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was really cool and really exciting. Um, and then we also got to hear another really cool story about a couple, um, you know, being led by the Holy spirit to make a very important decision mm -hmm. in their lives. Um, and so that was really cool to hear about as well. Um, and that kind of leads us straight into what the role of the Holy spirit that we talked about this last Sunday was. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. that is that the Holy spirit can guide us to make the best decisions. Um, and I really like the way that Greg put that because making the best decisions, not just making good decisions or, you know, adequate decisions, things that will help us get through the day, but the Holy Spirit really can help us make the very best decisions in any and all circumstances. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I, I like the way that he put that because uh, best decisions kind of draws a line um, and raises the bar. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, like I can that. make an okay decision. You know, I can make a decent one, but Am I right. making the best one? Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, so Greg then points to uh, John 16, 12, as he starts, um, where the people that have been following Jesus were, you know, now Jesus is telling them that he's going to go away. And so, the, and he's telling them that the Holy Spirit would come and would guide them into all the truth. Um, and so that's kind of the, the premise that then leads into, um, what was it, three different... Um, uh, Holy Ghost stories from the Bible that Greg uh, talked about. Uh, four different, three, four, yeah, yeah four yeah. different stories yeah. that he described from uh, from the from biblical accounts of the Holy Spirit leading people into truth, helping them to know exactly what they should do mm -hmm. in a given given situation, uh, and that was really cool. Yeah, and the Book of Acts like has like all these stories where it's like the Holy Spirit led them to do this or the Holy Spirit did this. And it, it, it reminds me, and you, you see this like in Acts, you see this throughout scripture, you see this in church history, but the leading of the Holy Spirit always precedes a work or movement of God. Oh man, yeah, I like that. And it's like, you know, when God is doing something amazing, it's not just because like someone was like, oh yeah, I want to do this amazing thing. It's yeah. like, no, like, God was working actively to to prepare people's hearts, to prepare, um, you know, a cultural climate, to prepare whatever it is uh, for a movement of God or, or a, a amazing work to happen. Right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's sort of like, and I think, you know, biblical accounts support it, that the leading of the Holy Spirit is almost like a necessary prerequisite to seeing these, you know, we always are wanting to look for the big miraculous things that God is doing. Right. Um, but people 
following the leading of the Holy Spirit is almost like a necessary prerequisite for those types of things to occur. Doesn't we're not limiting God. It doesn't mean that he can't do whatever he wants. He absolutely can. Yeah. But he certainly uses people uh to bring about the the things that he's trying to work out in in the world and um and so yeah, it, it that requires people following the prompting and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and every time I'm always reminded of this story where um someone decided to share the gospel with dl moody yeah um and like you know that one thing led to you know moody's evangelism which eventually led to billy graham's evangelism it's like you know how many people you know came to know christ because some like one person was like i'm gonna you know be faithful to what god's calling me to do what the holy spirit's leading me to do yeah and how how many lives has that one choice right oh man that's it's incredibly cool to think about those kinds of things right because i i like the the following things back from big large events to to figure out the smaller things that happened in order to allow for that to take place and and it's really cool to think about something like that working all the way back to one guy and of course i mean you can obviously keep continue to take that back sure from that guy but to the person who shared that with him, but, mm-hmm. but still to be able to come all the way back to this one person say, if that person had been the link in the chain that said, ah, I'm just tired of it. I'm not going to do yeah, it. I'm just right? going to snooze my alarm. Then and boom. Yeah. There you go. All that, all the repercussions that could, would have happened beyond mm-hmm. that. So it's, it's really cool to think about those kinds yeah. of things. And you, you, you don't get those types of big, uh, you know, big things like that happening without some individual person following the leading of the Holy Spirit to say, I'm just going to keep doing what it is that he is prompting me to do mm-hmm. um, and follow and follow faithfully. Uh, sometimes, I mean, that guy probably, obviously he had no idea that witnessing to a group of people or whatever it was at that time would lead to this and this and this and all, you know, these big, huge movements of evangelism. Uh, but that wasn't really even the point. The point was just him faithfully doing what he had been called to do. Yeah. Uh, which is really, really cool. Um, now, I'm sure that most of the people watching and listening out there are just really, really great decision makers. Oh, absolutely. Just impeccable decision <laughs> makers. They, uh, you know, always make the right decisions in any and all, every situation. Um, yeah, but none for, of them change their major like three times in college. No, yeah. Nobody does that. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. So, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's a hilarious one because like everybody changes their major yeah. like ten times. It's like you're a you're a sophomore. You got like three more major changes. Exactly. You're, yeah. You have no idea what you're doing with your life yet. <laughs> so it's like, um. So, but for those of the rest of us who, you know, maybe haven't always been the greatest decision makers or don't make perfect, flawless decisions in every situation, and mm-hmm. for those of us who have messed up and made you know, bad choices at one time or another. We understand that this is a very important role that the Holy Spirit plays that we desperately need. I mean, you talking about it, you know, the the leading of the Holy Spirit being something that always initiates larger works of, of God. God acts and works and moves within, you know, people uh, individually following the prompting and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Clearly, this is something that we need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we we could get way out into, you know, whether we're even capable of making good decisions without the Holy Spirit. That's maybe a whole nother conversation (laughs) for another day. Um, 
but even regardless of that, this is something we desperately need. And I think we, I think most people recognize that and understand that, that, um, we, we really need that. And we go looking for it, uh, for the most part, I think at a lot yeah. of times, whether we consciously know that we are or not, I think a lot of times we look for that, that help and that guidance. Yeah. Um, and so I, we know that, and if you've made bad decisions in your life in particular, you know, <laughs> this is something that yeah. you need. Right. Um, and I don't know. I, I think people naturally just want guidance on, on the big decisions of life and yeah. even like the small decisions of life. That's like we, why we have magic eight balls, right? <laughs> right it's like, yeah. oh, should I do this? It's like, oh, come back later. It's like, right. no, like we like have a personal connection and the personal presence of God in our lives um, as followers of Jesus and the Holy Spirit leads us to make those best decisions. Right, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, obviously, I'm joking a little bit about there being people who always make perfect decisions. Not, nobody nobody does. We talked about it last week, right? And we know that nobody is perfect. We all have, at one time or another, made a poor decision or done something that we shouldn't have done uh, or just made a choice that didn't work out and, and wasn't good. Um, we need the Holy Spirit to guide us, to help us to make not just good decisions, um, but to be able to make the best possible decisions in any given circumstance, we need the Holy Spirit to help us be able to do that. Um, you know, again, we, we, we can't really do that without, without him. We yeah. need that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Greg used Galatians five on Sunday and, you know, Paul starts off and he says, uh, walk uh, by the spirit. And then he says, don't walk under the law. Don't walk under the flesh. Uh, so like, don't like abuse your salvation mm-hmm. and, and don't like try to like earn your salvation, Yeah. but instead walk by the spirit. And then, you know, people who are walking by the spirit are going to produce the fruits of the spirit. Um, mm. <clears throat> when you're living a life and you're constantly being led by the spirit, you know, you're going to produce love and joy, peace, all these things. And then Paul closes and he says, so keep in step with the spirit. And every time I think of like keeping in step with the spirit, I kind of think of like a three legged race. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, like on kind of a funny way to like think about it, but like, you know, like you have people who are not listening to the Holy Spirit and then just like trip like right out of like the the start of like this three-legged race. And, you know, you have people like breaking their arms. You have people like um, that are like going at completely different speeds and and it's just awkward and, you know, you're uncomfortable. But like when you have like the people who are like really good at three-legged race, like look to the person they're keeping in step with Mm -hmm. and then they time it out. Yeah, right. And you're not going to be perfect at this all the time. No, for sure. I mean, if you're doing like a marathon oh, gosh. with a partner, like, I, I mean, that's kind of like what living life as a believer is like. You're like constantly like looking toward, you know, where the Holy Spirit's leading, the pace the Holy Spirit's going at. Maybe you need to slow down. Maybe you need right. to speed up. And, you know, it's, it helps me understand, okay, what does keeping in step with the spirit even look like. And I think it's listening and, and continually trying to, to see what the Holy spirit's doing and then join in that. Yeah. Right. 
you know, I, I love the analogy of the three-legged race because we—if you've ever seen a three-legged race, you can you can you know what how awkward it can look to see people oh. trying to do that, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, we love to sit on the sideline and laugh, but nobody likes to participate in a three-legged race. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's really true. I mean, you've got to be looking to keep your steps in lockstep with that other person, and that means um, you've got to know where they're pattern in their steps are at, but you also have to put in a little effort to make sure yours are going at the same pace. It's like, it's not good enough to just know, well, they're running at this speed, but I'm just going to do what I want. You know, like it's, that's going to mess the whole thing up for sure. You start sprinting and you're just trying to drag the guy behind the other person behind you, you know, like that's not going to work either. It's not going to get you there. Um, and it's a very interesting analogy because I think that there is something that can maybe sometimes be missed in this idea of being led by the Holy Spirit is because I think that most people, uh, whether they attribute it to the Holy Spirit or not, they they want to be have some guidance on these types of decisions you talked about. We, we fill that gap maybe with all kinds of different things, you know, algorithms and eight magic eight balls and all kinds of stuff. Sure. But especially for people who have a relationship with Jesus and and uh, or, and have been in the church for any period of time, um, they they want to be led by the Holy Spirit. I think people genuinely do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a component to that that is you have to actually listen. You have to actually choose to say I'm going to be allow myself to be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, not just say, man, I wish that the Holy Spirit would lead me, but he just doesn't seem to be doing anything, or he's not actively involved in my life, or I can never hear him speaking. He's not saying anything to me. I ask and I ask and I ask to be led by him, but he just he just never helps me out. Mm. Uh, we have to actually consciously choose to say I am going to allow myself to be led by the Holy Spirit. Um, because it might be really easy to think that, you know, if you get saved, if you, if you believe enough, if you're quote unquote spiritual enough, if you (laughs) pray hard enough Mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit will just come and almost possess you, you know, and just take over. You're just like some super holy robot. That's exactly right. Yeah. And just cause you then to make good decisions, right? All the time. I mean, hey, you know, I, I'm saved, so therefore all the decisions that I make must be good because, you know, the Holy Spirit is here and he is just taken over. Mm-hmm. Like the Holy Spirit doesn't just possess you and take over and cause you to make good decisions. Um, that's not how it works. No. And uh, so, yeah. You have to actively right. follow uh, where the Spirit's leading and actively keep in step with the Spirit. And like, if you're like, oh, if how how prideful would it be to be seeking after what God wants and where the Holy Spirit's leading and then to just like find that out and get clarity and be like, oh, that's not where I want to go. That's right. not what I want to do. I'm just not going to do that. I'd like to go back to the three-legged race. It's Man. like, you know, the finish line's that way and, you know, and your partner is leading that direction and you like literally turn around. Now I'm just going to run the other way. Full sprint. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I'm somehow still going to win the race. Yeah. Yeah. It's not how it's not going to work. It's not going that way. But you know, I feel like we've all been in situations where it, you know, the Holy Spirit's leading us to do something hard, something we don't want to do, something that makes us uncomfortable. And we all have that temptation to be like, no, you know, right. my way is better. Yeah. No, it's funny, you know, uh, sometimes, like, you know, you'll hear a, a parable, a story in, in the Bible about, you know, the man who goes and looks at himself in the mirror and sees that he's a mess and 
but just walks away and doesn't do anything about it. And you think nobody would ever do that. What? Yeah. Why would, why would that happen? Nobody's going to be like, Oh man, I need to, I need to take a shower and I need to comb my hair and uh, never mind. I just walk away and not do it. That would (laughs) never happen. But there are lots of instances in our lives where we honestly, we know what the Holy spirit would say. We really don't even need to consult him on a particular thing. Cause let's face it. We know what he would say. If you asked him, should I do this thing? You already know that he's going to be like, come on. No, you shouldn't do that thing. You already yeah. know you're not supposed to do that thing. I've already told you you're not supposed to do yeah. that thing. You asked me last week and I said, don't do that thing. Right? Like, exactly. So yeah. there are lots of instances where we already know what he would say if we would just ask him, but we still do it anyway. Right. Yeah. And that's just like that guy who would look in the mirror and see that he's a mess and say, man, I really should do something about this. Yeah. But I'm not going to do it. And, you know, sometimes like for me, I'm a verbal processor. I need to talk things out. Sure, yeah. So that's why I really appreciated how Greg laid out how we make decisions with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because he said, um, first, like, you ask God for direction. Then you look for advice from mentors and people in your life and from scripture. Then you consider the consequences of bad decisions. Mm. And then finally you like listen for confirmations from people, from friends, from scripture, um, you know, from a message you, you listen to from a podcast and, and then you, you, you do and you go where the Holy Spirit's leading. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be willing to be led by the Holy Spirit. And so being led by the Holy Spirit, um, requires action. It, mm-hmm. Just knowing what the Holy Spirit would say is not good enough, but you do need to know what he would say, yeah. right? So you've got to consult the the you know the information at our disposal to know what the Holy Spirit thinks about things. You also need to pray to God and just ask him what what would be the right thing to do and allow for him to move and to speak to us. But then when he does, when he tells us clearly, whether it be just this real uh, you know, feeling that you have in your heart, like I really feel like God is telling me to go this way, or whether it be something in the Bible that just straight up says, "Do this and don't do that." Right? We ha- once we consult that thing and we have that information, it's also not good enough to just know it and then not do it. Right? Yeah. The actually being led by the Holy Spirit requires you to actually do the thing <laughs> that He's telling mm-hmm. you to do. We have to be willing to do that, and we have to be willing to be led by the Holy Spirit in all facets of life in all aspects of our life. It's not good enough to say, well, I'm very comfortable allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me in, you know, what types of TV shows I should watch and where I should live and, and kind of these big maybe decisions in life. But I'm not comfortable with, I don't really want his opinion on, you know, other things in my life, like how I should raise my kids, or I don't really, Mm. I don't really want to know what he thinks about the gesture that I just saluted the guy on the highway with, (laughs) you know, like, I don't really want to know what he thinks about those things. Yeah. It's not okay to, to, to pick and choose aspects of our life that we restrict from God being allowed to have a say in or to, to lead us in. If we're truly being led by the Holy Spirit, we can't say there's certain parts of my life I'm willing to be led in and there's other parts where I just, I'm, I'm not willing. Yeah. And yeah. really like measuring that and thinking about that requires that we slow down. Yeah. You're going to have to do that at times. And you know, you're a dad, you've got three kids, you know, you're <laughs> here full time and you know, I'm sure like your pace of life with sports and, you yeah. know, cheerleading with um, one of your daughters and, and all this stuff, like, you know, it's go, 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 go. Right. And getting to a point where like, hang on, am I like 
following where the Holy Spirit's leading in this small thing. Yeah. And I'm not picking on you. Like we, we all like right. get going too fast and have so much going on, Absolutely. but taking those times to slow down and breathe and center and, and really seek where the Holy Spirit's leading is, is so important for all of us. Right. Yeah. We've got to be able to slow down and actually ask and then actually listen and then Still, at that point, it's useless if we don't actually do then what he says that we ought to do. And so uh, it only matters if we actually take that action and do it. Mm -hmm. But it is going to be important that we slow down at times because the the pace of life, I think, generally across the board for most people is just so active and go, 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 go. It's real easy to get into a pattern of like, I don't even know if I have the time to stop it and and ask, like, let alone, I, I mean, I know on really huge things in life. I should take the time to stop and ask, and so I do. But on just kind of regular everyday life, it's just like I just got to keep moving, right? We've got to be able to find times to slow down and say, you know what, I'm going to see what God thinks about this. Should I mm. should I keep up this busy lifestyle that I'm working with, or yeah. is there things that need to be trimmed, you know, or, or are there other things that are more important that I'm neglecting because I just keep staying so busy? All those kinds of things. We're going to have to be able to slow ourselves down and and actually. Uh, and ask God, see what he thinks about those things. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, you know what? That that finishes things up for us. And this has been a really, really great time of being able to talk with you guys um, and talk about Holy Ghost stories. So I hope that this has been really, this has been as good for you guys as it's been for me and Grayson. I've really yeah, enjoyed this, Grayson. Super fun. Had a really great time. And I hope this has been a, um, you know, a helpful addition to the series, um, Holy Ghost Stories. So if you haven't caught the last four weeks of uh, messages on Sunday morning, Go back to the YouTube channel and check those out. They've been really, really good. You don't want to miss those. And the individual stories that we got to hear in each of those, including this last week, which was just a really cool uh, um, story about a God moment in these uh, folks' life. And so go back and watch those. Check those out. It was so good. And then join us. Join us this coming Sunday at 930 or 11 o'clock as we start a new series called Don't Settle for Christian. Uh, It's going to be phenomenal. Yep. Um, I'm really excited about this this next series coming up too. So you're not going to want to miss that. So come and join us and check it out. Yeah. We're also online at faircreek.online.church. Yeah. And uh, make sure to like or comment or share. Uh, text the podcast to a friend. It'll really help us right. out. Yeah, right. And if this, I mean, if this has been helpful to you, it might be helpful to somebody that you know. So send it along. Uh, pass it along. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And we will see you on the next episode of the Think On It podcast. See See ya. ya.